Welcome again to Delisted's half hour of incoherent messiness. I'm Michael K. I'm Allison. And we have a lot of stupid shit to cover today. So let's start with what could be the stupidest of them all. Although there's some stories that may give it a run for its money. So Cardi B and Nicki Minaj. Their born names are, I hope I'm not butchering this, but Belkali's Almanzar. Yeah, that's Cardi B's. Mm-hmm. Belkali's Almanzar. And Nikki's is easy. It's Onika Mirage, which is my favorite hotel in Las Vegas. So they got into a fight at Harper's Bazaar's Icons Party for New York Fashion Week on Friday night. As one does when you go to uh, the Harper's yeah. Bazaar Fashion Party. Yeah, and Anna Winter and Tim Gunn are always getting into knockdown drag-out fights at Harper's Bazaar's Icon Party. So a witness told Marie Claire that it all started... Well, Nikki and Cardi have been feuding for a while. But this fight started when Nikki was taking a picture with Kelly Rowland and stepped on Cardi's gown on purpose, and it ripped. So Cardi went after Nikki, accusing Nikki of talking shit about her daughter culture and her mothering skills. She can be heard on video screaming, This this story started out, by the way, as like a Disney Channel original movie where someone just steps on someone's gown at a party into full on. Well, it is a fashion party. So if you're going to fight, you should fight over a ripped dress. True. But Cardi uh, lunged at Nikki, apparently, and then security stepped in and one of them ended up elbowing Cardi in the face. And she had this huge knot on her head this enormous <laughs> knot and nikki apparently didn't fight back she just stood there and let the messiness happen some say cardi was actually trying to fight ra ali who is in nikki's entourage but we don't know on that night cardi said on instagram that she never named nikki but it was obviously about nikki that she's let a lot of shit slide that nikki is fucking with her money by trying to get artists to not work with her. And that Cardi draws a line and Nikki talking about her kid and talking about her being a shitty mother. Nikki responded to uh, on Queen Radio, on her Queen Radio show, which, how is this going to go on forever, Queen Radio? Feels like something that is just a, it's just promotion, a promotion for her for, album. Yeah. Eventually so on, it will end. So she went on it today. She said on it today that she was humiliated by this fight since, you know, she was there in an off-the-runway gown, Gautier, and was in a messy fight. She said she would never talk about somebody's baby and that Cardi needs help because she's at the top of her career right now and is fighting. Nikki warned Cardi that she, uh, that she could end up putting her hands on the wrong person and end up dead. And then Nikki also said, the other thing is to tell the world something just because you look fucking dumb. You knew that when that footage came out, you was about to look fucking dumb. So your publicists, also looking fucking dumb, they hurried up and put out a statement. I'm such an ill-ass bitch, I didn't even feel the need to defend myself that night. It's 
it's perfect. It's all perfect, really. Yeah, and what's so Nikki is not gonna trash talk a child, but she'll support a child rapist like her brother. Okay, mm, that makes like, sense. Yeah, that's obviously her like watershed line, I guess. Yeah, um, we all have it. My so what you were talking about when you said that Cardi B had a knot on her forehead. Mm-hmm. I've never called it that. Where I'm from, it's you called a, it's called a goose egg. A goose egg. A goose egg. So she had a huge. When I saw the picture, you say goose egg. I say not. Yeah. Yeah. Tomato, tomato. My favorite part of this story is the one where uh, Cardi removes a shoe and attempts to throw that at Nicki Minaj. Because my that's my favorite part. Because uh, throwing a shoe to me is always a power move. Like it's a messy power. Well, that's move, an abuelita. That's an abuelita move when yeah. you take when you take off your shoe. And did you see a picture of this shoe? No, I didn't. It's enormous, and it had this. You know, it's a stiletto, and it's enormous. So if she threw it, that could have killed somebody. Would have been like in Single White Female when Hetty killed Sam when he stabbed him in the eye. Yeah, remember that? It yeah, would have been like that shit. That's a weapon in court. In a court of law, that would be considered a weapon and not a shoe no i can appreciate her throwing a shoe i would never throw a shoe personally during a fight like that because i don't want to put my bare foot on a gross rug well not only that you know it was borrowed because if she actually paid for it she'd probably be like uh, i paid for this i don't know if i just want to throw it out there but since it's borrowed why not yeah you got a good excuse for not returning it at the end of the night you're yeah. like, sorry, it's attached to someone's face. I can't get that for you. Yeah, it's in someone's eye. So yeah. take it up with them. Yeah. But like the knot, what bothered me is she... So there's pictures of her walking out of this party with this huge knot, goose egg, whatever you want to call it, on her Cisco Adler's ball sack, whatever you want to call it, on her head. Who let her go out like that? Put some glitter on it, dress it up. It's fashion. And she just goes out there, looks so terrible. At least glue an extra set of eyelashes on it. Make it yes, a third dress eye. dress it up. Yeah, have it winking at people. That's the way to go out. So I think this is a good time to move from one fight to another. Um, and this fight involves... It's not as fun because there aren't shoes involved, but there are tigers and um, weapons, actually. Real weapons, not just shoes. Um, so... Former hot slut of the J. So, former hot slut. Let me of try to get this out. I'm just so excited to talk about him. Former hot slut of the day and from maybe 2014? one of my favorite hot sluts from 2014. Um, yeah, so he's he's older, but he's he's still good. His name is Joe Exotic. He's one of the leading experts in the care of big cats, which. Leading expert according to who? Joe Exotic? Yes. Joe. According to Joe Exotic, he's a leading expert in big cats. So he has a traveling exotic roadshow of animals, and some people aren't too excited about his traveling roadshow of animals. Um, there's a woman named Carol Baskin who lives in Florida who owns a company called Carol's Big Cat Rescue, and she doesn't think Joe treats his animals well. She kind of I think Carol sees herself as like an animal rescuer, and I think she sees Joe Exotic as like an animal sideshow. She's not. She doesn't. She sees him like a Florida Siegfried and Roy. Yes, I would agree with that. So um, Joe, whose real name is Joseph, I'm going to butcher this Maldonado Passage. 
Spelt Which is Italian for gorgeous, elegant beauty, by exactly. the way. Yeah, spelt passage, but I think it's passage. Um, so Carol petitioned to have Joe banned from a bunch of local malls because, again, she doesn't think it's right that he's, like, dragging all these animals wherever. And she succeeded. His business ended up failing. He's in Oklahoma. So Joe tried to rebrand himself as Joe's Big Cat Rescue Entertainment. Carol, the feud wasn't over. Carol then said that she started receiving death threats from Joe. So Joe ended up making some threats to Carol. And one of the threats was he went on social media and he pretended to murder a blow-up doll, which is really psychotic and definitely not the person not the type of like personality that should be looking after Tyler. Well, how did he shit. murder this blow up dog? Cuz all he really has to do to murder is wink at it. Not even that. Yeah, it would expl- his lips at it. It would explode on its own. It's like, well, it's the hottest guy I've ever seen. Um he had a gun actually. So he he actually took it literally. So in November 2017, Joe, this is where the story gets weird. Um, in November 2017, Joe allegedly offered some guy $3,000 in cash to travel to Florida to murder a Jane Doe. So the Washington Post is reporting on this. All they can say is that he he wanted a Jane Doe murder. Yeah, didn't he say something like, if I gave you, you know, $5,000, will you go to Florida and kill a Jane Doe? Yeah. <laughs> He's like, I'm not going to give How you the name. I'm just, I'm just hoping you find a woman named Jane Doe How and do smooth. this for me. Yeah. Um, so the first person didn't take it, which, duh, I mean, $3,000 is, no, don't murder anyone, but don't murder someone for $3,000. It's not worth it. So he went to a second person and said the same thing. was like, I'll give you some cash if you murder Jane Doe. And that person then introduced Joe to an undercover FBI agent, which, that's bad. If anyone's off, yeah, we know where this ever, story's going. Yeah, if anyone has ever tried to get into the murder for hire game, it's not good when you end up talking to an undercover FBI agent. So right now, Joe Exotic is going to be—he's going to be Joe is inmate. Inmate number, yeah, sixty-nine, yeah. obviously. <laughs> yeah, sixty-nine, sixty-nine. So he's um, currently facing two counts of the use of interstate commerce facilities in the commission of a murder for hire basically trying to have someone killed and he could be facing 20 years in prison it's also worth noting joe's husband died last year after accidentally shooting himself in the head and well, which guys, one because he was got two husbands to two husbands so one of them is dead one of them is no longer with us washington post doesn't say and it's not clear from his instagram account which husband is gone but i think he might be without both husbands now because well, yeah. well, I'm just saying, like, if I was someone's wife and they had another wife and then that wife kind of mysteriously got shot in the head, I would probably leave. Unless you were the one who did it because you wanted that hotness all to yourself. I'm saying this. I'm not putting this out there because I'm not saying that anybody killed anyone. I'm just, you know, when you look at Joe Exotic, that's what you think. He's like the human version of of a tiger decal made of copper studs on the pocket of international male flare jeans. In other words, he's gorgeous. Absolutely. And everybody should Absolutely. Google him. Absolutely. I would say that he's, I would say he's as close as you can get to a living, breathing, airbrushed van. Yeah, more beautiful than that. Yeah. 
But the thing is, like, we we're wasting our time doing this podcast, Allison, because we should be doing a podcast, a true crime prod podcast on Joe Exotic, because this is a, a multi-layered saga. Plus, who doesn't love tigers? Right there, you have anybody that who are gets into- eaten by a tiger. Yeah, that's true. Zig Siegfried or Roy. I can't remember which one. Yeah, Siegfried. Yeah, Siegfried. Siegfried. <laughs> Michael. So, yes. Okay, so we'll stay tuned on that Joe exotic saga because I'm sure there's much more to come. And, and I'm sure I'm sure everyone wants to know where to write to him in prison as well. Yeah, where to send your dirty panties for we'll him f- to sniff. We'll, we'll send you out. Okay, moving on to the creative Emmys, creative arts Emmys. I apologize for that. So the primetime Emmys are broadcast on TV next week. But since there's approximately 5 million and one Emmys to give out, they give the awards for technical stuff, guest acting, and reality show shit um, at the creative arts Emmys. And that happened over the weekend. So... RuPaul's Drag Race won four Emmys, including a third for Ru for Outstanding Reality Show Competition Host. Mm-hmm. The um, Best Reality Competition Award will be given out uh, at the broadcast ceremony next week. And if Drag Race wins, it will be the first show in her story, I guess I should say, to get uh, both the best competition show and host in the same year. Do you think it's going to get it? Uh, I hope because The Voice has won, I believe, three times in a row. And I'm so sick of overdosing on smugness, wafting off of Adam Levine and Blake Shelton. So I hope for that reason. Well, I hope it should win, but also for that reason, because I'm sick of The Voice winning. Yeah. And for me, whenever The Voice wins, I always think, really? The Voice? Like, it always it always feels like a mistake to me, like a La La Land Moonlight situation. Well, it used to be Amazing Race would win every single year. That's right. Which I understood. I mean, Amazing Race to me has gotten really boring because it's the same shit. But I was like, you know, this is kind of classy compared to the other reality shows. So I understand. But The Voice, right. yeah, you're right. The Voice. Okay, so uh, also history was made when the winner of every guest actor category was a black actor. So Tiffany Haddish won guest actress in a comedy series for Saturday Night Live. Cat Williams won guest actor in a comedy for Atlanta. Ron Cephas Jones won guest actor in a comedy, uh, in a drama, sorry, for This Is Us. And Samira Wiley won guest actress in a drama for The Handmaid's Tale. And all four of them totally deserved it. Like each one of those winners was a case of, yeah, they totally should have won it. They were great. Well, I don't, what have I seen? So I, I saw Saturday Night Live, obviously. Yeah. I didn't see that episode of Atlanta. Um, I watched that episode of Atlanta through like clips on YouTube and I'm, I'm kind of a Cat Williams fan and I know I shouldn't be because I know Cat Williams is like, like sort of the worst, but I, I love Cat Williams. So I watched that episode and, and this is us. I'm not, again, I'm not a 38 year old white woman, so I don't watch this is us, but no, he I, deserved it too. Yeah. I'm a, I'm a white Who does woman. He, play? So he plays Sterling K. Brown's biological father who he meets up later in life and he is kind of homeless like they don't make it explicitly kind of homeless he's like very down on his luck and he's sick and that's total emmy bait homeless and sick oh and they go on a road trip so yeah they 
they sh- yeah. they should have just engraved his name right on it and been like, here you go, this yeah. is yours. Okay. Uh, also, and- spoiler alert, uh, he dies like at the end of that episode that he's in too. Oh yeah, so they should have just handed him the Emmy and that last scene when he was taking his last breath. Because- not even... Yeah, not yeah, even not presented even. his category. Just give it a right to him. Okay. Also at the Creative Arts Emmys, um, John Legend, Andrew Lloyd Webber, and Tim Rice won for producing Jesus Christ Superstar Live. And that win put them all in the EGOT club, which now there's 15. There was 12, so now there's 15. Yeah, it's just grew. And John Legend would be, have an EGOAT if they gave out awards for looking like Arthur. Oh, God. I know, but it landed for me. But who do you think deserves <laughs> an egot? Ah, uh, who deserves an egot? The egots I know because there's are... some that they're so surprising. That do not like Liza Minnelli. You would think would have one. She does not have one. She's she not doesn't. an egot. Yeah, no, no. And like Whoopi has an egot, which I agree with. But I also think, me. yeah, who should be an egot? Who should be an egot? Charo and Angeline, obviously. I mean, uh, neither of them have right been on away. Broadway, but they still. But they're in a better club. They're in the uh, elegant, glamorous, opulent, and talented ti- Titans Club. Yeah, that's much yeah, better than the regular worst. egot. That's much better than an egot. Yeah. So now we're just going to go over five stories that we think you need to know we're going to go through them quickly starting with scary spice and zach efron um spice fron i guess you could say the daily mail claims claims that scary spice who has been accused of being a sex addict and really who hasn't and zach efron they met on a celebrity dating app and fucked for a few hours one night last year so this is where celebrities really have it better than us because oh, yeah. when someone comes or when someone who looks like Zac Efron pops up on a dating app for you and I, you know it's damn well. It's usually not Zac Efron. No, the person it's who comes to the door. someone using a picture, yeah. They, it looks like the opposite of Zac Efron. I don't know what that would be. Jerry Ephraim or something, but it's not yeah. Zac Efron. But even, the, even not only that, but I'm jealous of the both of them because it actually they actually hooked up through a dating app. And usually it's total flakes. So everybody's a flake on those things. Nobody wants to meet up. It's just endless chat. So it's embarrassing when you get naked, you put your ass up waiting for an anonymous grinder trick to show up and he never shows up. And there's your dog judging you. And it's just terrible. So Zach and Scary Spies, they didn't have to go through that. So I'm jealous of them for that. Your dog's like should have been a celebrity on a VIP dating I know, app. You should be Scary Spice. <laughs> so on to Kim Kardashian. Kim Kardashian, who is basically a giant plastic ass with eyes right now, uh, hates her ass, apparently. During an episode of Keeping Up with the Kardashians, Courtney tells Kim that her ass looks so huge when she sits. Pimp Mama Chris said that wasn't nice, to which Courtney said that Kim loves her big ass, to which Kim said, no, I don't. I cry about it on the daily. This is some buyer's remorse shit. Oh, for sure. And I hope she kept the receipts for those cans of Fix-A-Flat. Oh, Michael, no, Dr. Lipo only offers refunds within 90 days of purchase if you have your original receipt. And I don't think she does. No, so she's screwed. 
She's screwed. She probably got the receipt and was like, what's this, reading? No, thank you. Not interested. Threw it out. Okay, Julie Chen. Moving on to Julie Chen. Yesterday, uh, CBS announced that Les Moonves is stepping down as CEO after several sexual um, assault accusations came out against him. Julie Chen, his wife, uh, who is a host on The Talk, wasn't on today saying she's taking a little break to be with her family, although she's not going to take a break from Big Brother, which she will continue to host. Yeah, normally time off from work is great, but that's not the good kind of break from work, I have a feeling. Yeah, and I watched a bit today, and even Sharon Osbourne, who will say anything and is ready to say anything, didn't know what to say. No, well... What do you say? It's like, that's the type of break where you just go through a lot of wine. That's what, you know, on um, Big Brother. So Julie, the Chemba, is known for saying, but first, you know, yes. that you know, that super cup, but first. Yeah. That's what she should start using. So whenever they bring up less moon vests, she could say, okay, but first, let's talk about absolutely anything but less moon vests. Yeah. But first, Post Malone, who we're yeah. talking about now. Yeah. So... Uh, during the past few weeks, rapper and rapper with face tattoos, he he's been in a he was in a private plane that circled for five hours before making an emergency landing, and he was in a car crash. He didn't get hurt in that car crash. And on top of all that, TMZ says that on September first, burglars broke into a Woodland Hills, California house they thought was Post Malone. He doesn't live there anymore. He used to. Yeah. They screamed, "Where's Post Malone?" And the person that lived there obviously doesn't know where Post Malone is. They got pistol whipped for that. And um, the thieves ended up stealing a bunch of jewelry and money. And they stole a lot of jewelry and money and stuff. It was like $20,000 worth, which I'm not, obviously I'm not patting these robbers on the back, but that's a mistake that ended up working in their favor. What? The fact that they, like, tried to rob Post Malone and then it wasn't Post Malone. Like, if they had tried to rob Post Malone and they robbed me, they would just be walking out with my recycling. Well, just this person lives recycling. in a mansion. It's like, well, this person lives, so they obviously have money. <laughs> I don't know I'm why. I'm sorry to break it to you, Allison. I don't think, <laughs> unless he just he put all his money into buying this house and he had a cardboard furniture. I think it's because Post Malone looks like the type of guy who owns a one-bedroom house in the valley. Like, not a good one. No security system. No offense, Post Malone. And I would be pissed if I was that person, because can you, out of all the the celebrities you get a pistol whipping for, Post Malone? Oh, I know. You know how, like, buying a house with, like, a celebrity attached was, like, probably a selling feature at one point in time. Like, oh, uh, Angelina Jolie lived here. Oh, no. With all the robberies that have happened, I wouldn't buy a house from anyone more famous than somebody who appeared in a McDonald's commercial. Yeah. So, and on to speaking of fast food. Yes. We'll end with Subway. So, Trevor Haynes, the CEO of Subway, told USA Today that this month, individual franchises will decide whether or not to sell the $5 footlong anymore. So if every subway on the planet decides not to sell it, then it's dead forever. $5 but And they are also, uh, Subway's also testing paninis in California. 
which uh, Subway needs to check itself. Like, I love Subway. I'm a person who eats at Subway a lot. But that's some 10 cent cheese they're putting on that yoga mat bread. It's it's not worth anything over $5. How many times do you often get the $5 foot long? Uh, we don't have $5 foot dongs in Canada anymore. You don't? No, I always I f- get it because it sounds like something you'd get at a discount glory hole. You know, it sounds... <laughs> You're right into so that. So I just you? like saying that. No, I go in and I get my $9.18 foot long. Yeah, and now it sucks because it's going to cost more to get diarrhea from Subway. <laughs> Again. It's going to cost more than $5 now. The diarrhea is not worth over $5. So for our last segment, we're going to be taking you back to the 90s with this news. If you haven't I'm already. putting on my henna tattoo choker as we speak. Yep, I'm I'm putting on my Birkenstocks and my uh, whatever. Girl, one, you're always wearing fair. your Birkenstocks. That's true. That's true. I live in my Birkenstocks. It's not even a joke. So Bandai, the toy company, has announced recently that they'll be making all of your digital parenting dreams come true once again by bringing back the original Tamagotchi. If you weren't a kid in the 90s or somebody who bought toys in the 90s, Tamagotchis were released in 1997 and they were sort of like... That late? I thought they were much earlier. I thought they were earlier too, but then I remembered when I was playing with one and I was a little bit older. Um... I wasn't even born yet, so I don't know what we're talking about. I know. I was I was playing with one inside the womb. I, yeah. Yeah. So <laughs> they were kind of an egg-shaped, like, digital, like a like a little handheld game. They were on a keychain. Um, Tamagotchis also, there were, like, uh, knockoff Tamagotchis called Gigapets and Nano Babies. But Tamagotchis were the original. Those were, like, you were cool if you had a Tamagotchi. And what it was was it would start growing an egg, and you had to raise it. Um, it went through all these phases, and then it grew into, like, a duck-dog thing. I remember some people had ducks. Some people got dogs. You had to take care of them. You could you had to, like, wipe them up after they went to the bathroom. They they could die on you. Uh, they're actually really weird, but very, very They were popular. a waste of time. They were a fun waste of time. They totally were. I remember schools would always ban them because the Tamagotchis would start going off in the middle of class. So, like, you couldn't bring a Tamagotchi to class anymore, and then your Tamagotchi would die. Anyways... So for all those people whose Tamagotchis died and they never got over it, um, very soon you'll be able to buy an original Tamagotchi. Bandai is going to release new ones in their original 1997, 1997 packaging with the 1997 programming and sell it for $19.99. That's what? not even a selling feature. The 1997 programming? Yeah. It, I guess what they're trying to say is like it's going to look crappy. So it's going to be yeah. shit compared to your what you have on your iPhone. Yeah, or, or like, don't kids, can't kids now go out and buy actual pets? Yeah. There's Craigslist. They can actually buy actual robot pets now. Yeah, I think they can buy robot humans now if they really yeah. want to. So in the thing is, Bandai brought them back last year, but people were pissed off because they wanted the original Tamagotchis. They wanted legitimate 1990 Tamagotchis. So very soon people are going to get them. I don't know why they wouldn't sell them for nineteen ninety seven. That seems like a missed opportunity to me, but I'm not in marketing. So my question is, with Tamagotchis being brought back, what is the one thing from the 90s that you desperately want to see brought back or that you would do anything to have brought back? You go first. Mine is really easy. I would do anything for Orbit's pop to be 
brought back from the 90s. Well, all you have to do if you want Orbit's pop is get a guy to drink a whole ton of Robitussin, then jizz into some clear syrup, and there you go. Because it really did taste like Robitussin jizz balls Yeah, but clear syrup. But it's the same thing with Tamagotchis. I'm sure I could probably like find a find an animal and raise it too, but I want that digital animal. I just want the Orbitz Pop because I never had it. I never tried it. You never had it? It really did no. taste like medicine. Oh, I mean, it, I loved that's it. That's up my alley. Yeah. It, well, yeah, it tasted like... You can probably find them on eBay now for $5,000 a bottle. Oh, I know, but if I if want... you want di- to sell one of your kidneys. <laughs> and if I want diarrhea, I'll just go to Subway. No, it wasn't even diarrhea. Maybe diabetes. I'm into it. But I had a rich friend who drank Orbitz every day for school lunch for two weeks, and I always wanted to She's taste it. She's dead now. He, from drinking yeah. or he drinking orbits every day. He might be. His body just exploded in a bunch of like jelly balls. But well, I was, orbits was kind of like, you know, boba. Yeah. Sort of. It was little. Yeah. It was for anybody who doesn't know what orbits was, it was like a space marketed as a space drink. Yeah. And it was soda. I don't Was it soda? Yeah, no, like it was non carbonated. Oh, what? Okay. And then it had like little gelatin balls in it. Yeah. So. And the bottle looked kind of like a lava lamp. Like, I actually considered pulling one of my friend's bottles out of the recycling so that I could save it because I thought it looked so cool. But then I thought, I'm already really uncool. Digging through the trash is not going to help things for me. But I came very close to it. I really wanted that empty bottle. And you should have done it. If you could go back, you would do it because it would be the your prized possession in your apartment now. And I could probably sell it for like $600 on eBay now, too. So I'm an idiot. Okay, so mine is easy as well, and mine is technically not from the 90s, but <laughs> who cares about rules? Yeah. Um Jello 123. Jello 123 is from 1969, the best year, <laughs> obviously. So it was far from the 90s. <laughs> well, it was discontinued in 1996. That counts to me. That, that So that counts. So Jello 123, I talk about a lot. Um, the blog because I dream about it every day. Jello one two three, it was Jello that was three layers. So it, it came in powder form, and then you made it like regular Jello. You put it into clear cups so you could see the layers. So the top layer was a creamy top, and you know I love a creamy top. <laughs> the Perfect. second layer was some mousse, like a mousse like thing, yeah. like, and then the bottom was Jello. Regular Jello, so it's kind of like it was, foamy Jello. Yeah, three. Yeah, like the middle, the top layer was foamy, and then it was kind of uh, the middle layer was like mousse, and then Jello, and then regular Jello. So it was amazing. It was heaven in a cup. And I've tried because I'm so obsessed with it. I've tried. There's recipes on the internet to yeah. recreate it, and it it kind of. What was your favorite flavor? Strawberry. Well, there was there wasn't a lot of flavors. I don't think. I think it was like strawberry, orange maybe, but strawberry definitely strawberry. You've never had this. No, we had something similar growing up, and it was, but it was it was more like Jello one two. It was Jello on the bottom, and it was like a foamy layer on the top. And I think I had it once. Yeah, like when you make it yourself, it's it's like that. It's like Jello one two. The middle layer doesn't quite come out doesn't coagulate properly (laughs) so i've had i've had knockoff jello one too and it was it was good i'll I'll give it that yeah so that's what 
that's what needs to come back. So the makers of orbits in Jello one, two, three, here are please. And so with that, that ends another episode. If you want to email us anything, a tip, if you want advice or something, you can email us at dtp at delisted.com, dtp at delisted.com. And now we say goodbye. Creamy topping, fluffy chiffon, cool, clear gelatin, and impossible to make, right? Wrong. It's an incredible new dessert mix called One, Two, Three. All by itself, it forms three luscious layers. Watch. Jello in five flavors, each one turns into a super duper dessert all by itself. <laughs>